A young woman people can't stop talking about. Go Taylor. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Yes, Taylor Swift. Swift, 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 Swift. Ish. What just happened? Hey, this is Ashley. And this is Shelby. And we have a whole new episode of Swiftish for you today. <laughs> yes. It's exciting. It is exciting. We've had a couple special episodes, some things to catch up on, and now we get to finally get back to like the root of what we love. It is. And, you know, I'm really, really sorry that the intro wasn't as exciting <laughs> as everything else because usually it's like, hey, it's Ashley. Yeah. And it's Shelby. <laughs> But I'm a little sad. I was talking to Shelby before we hopped on air. I was driving down the road, you know, the opposite direction, and I saw this tiny little teacup dog just kind of like scared in the rain, huddled over by some fences. And I really wanted to turn around and like save that dog, but it there was just so much going on, busy road. I was going the opposite way, so my mind is still there. <laughs> yeah, oh. basically, Ashley abandoned a dog so she could do this episode. <laughs> and this is this is for you, Taylor. Yeah, <laughs> feel it. No, 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 no. But don't don't come at Ashley. She didn't actually abandon the dog for the episode. I know. So. <laughs> I know. I didn't. It's just a lot of stuff going yeah. on. But um, I kind of want to drive by there after this mm-hmm, to see if mm-hmm. the dog's still there. Yeah, Aww. you can have another dog, just like yeah. Taylor has another cat. I know, <laughs> three dogs, three cats. It's, it's like we're kind of in the stars. You know, Taylor did say that you are what you love. Yeah. So therefore, I love Taylor. So I will become Taylor, <laughs> but the dog version of Taylor. Exactly. Yeah. That all makes sense. I like that. What I also like is we've got in some new recent reviews. Yay! Yay. Um, Aubrey Hepburn II. Oh, wow. Not to be confused with <laughs> the Aubrey Hepburn. Um, she said, I'm a little scared I might be a local, but I randomly came across this podcast and I'm so glad I did. You guys balance each other out so well and I enjoy listening a lot. Thanks for being so upbeat, Shelby. Oh. And thanks for all the epic readings of the songs, Ashley. Oh. <laughs> that was a shocker to me. <laughs> I've caught up on two years worth of podcasts in about three weeks. Oh, wow. They are just fun. Oh, wow. <laughs> when I thought... That's a lot of us. That is, in two years. Yeah. Two, That's a lot of hours. <laughs> a lot of hours. It's a lot of things to really, like, you're just kind of, like, going all into rep. And now it's yeah. a lover. And it kind of a blast in the past yeah quite the journey oh i know well we're, we're glad you found us aubrey hepburn the second yeah and so i nice. i will not say that you are no longer a local yeah. you have graduated to full swifty <laughs> status yeah we've be- educated you <laughs> because of this just by listening yeah. so there you go i crown you as a swifty <laughs> um and then uh, clean 131 she says this is a t party it's a yes to these ladies such fun and thoughtful analysis of taylor swift oh that's what we're going for that's exactly that's our just mission statement to the point yeah clear crisp <laughs> amen yes we've been loving getting these reviews and like we said we've surpassed our goal um of the year but we just can't get enough of them so if you go to itunes if you go to apple podcasts you can scroll all the way down and um subscribe like us rate us leave us a review and we'll uh We'll feel the love. Yeah, and we'll give you like a little shout out, maybe. Yeah, if you're if you're lucky. Yeah, but a lot of things have been going on. You know, we're jumping into taste wine of the week. Mm-hmm. Taylor hasn't really said a lot, mm-hmm. but she's done stuff. Swifties have done stuff, so we do have some stuff to talk about. Um, are you familiar? You know, it's. Halloween just ended. Thanksgiving is coming. Christmas is on the rise, mm-hmm. which. 
when people think of Christmas as a Swifty, what do you think of? Swiftness. Swiftness. <laughs> and instead of Taylor doing stuff for fans this year, we actually have fans doing something in honor of Taylor and Mama Swift this year, which is really sweet. Have you heard of it? Um, no. <laughs> are you are you joking? No. You you haven't heard of it? Okay. Well, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm talking about the Swiftmas crowdfund oh. GoFundMe for um to the American Cancer Society. Have you heard of that? Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. all over Twitter. Mm-hmm. American Cancer Society commented. Um, Lauren Lipman retweeted. We had other people retweet. Jemima retweeted it. Mm-hmm. Their goal is thirteen thousand dollars, and as of right now, they're at eight thousand dollars. So that they makes. need five thousand dollars more, and they reached the. 13,000, which is very near and dear to Taylor's heart. And it's really sweet. You know, they're dedicating it to Mama Swift. So I think this is just really sweet and it's gotten a lot of attention. I think it's only been up for like maybe a week, but they've Mm -hmm. raised a lot of funds. I think the person, one of the main Swifties who are in charge of it, it's at ShrewRider17, S-H-U-R-I-D-E-R-17 on Twitter if anyone wants to go find and donate. I think we should also include the link in our lovely episode notes so people, if they want to donate, they can go click there. So it'll be in our episode notes. Even if you want to donate 13 cents, a dollar, $13, I think every cent really counts in this. Yeah. And it's it's, it's heartwarming. It's giving. I know. It's the season. Yeah. So Merry Swiftmas. And these people really, it's an amazing effort. Yeah. No, uh, it's like great. really heartwarming. And I, I hope Taylor's seen it. I hope her team's seen it. I hope Andrew knows that they're in our thoughts and prayers. Yeah, better than sending flowers to their house. Yeah. <laughs> yep. A yeah. more productive move for sure. It's less stalkery. Uh, yeah. Less less. <laughs> On a better note, a little brighter note. Yeah. Taylor was featured in Music Week. She had an exclusive yes. interview. Did you read it? I read the 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 piece they allowed without you having an account. Me too. So yes. <laughs> Me too. Because I don't have an account. Because you go and you they're like, oh for more click here, and I was on a Buzzfeed yeah. article that was went through different like right. segments, and I was like, wait, yeah, that's the same. That, no, it's not. <laughs> oh, they had actually Buzzfeed had actually like dished out or they have oh. a subscription. To Music Week. They were well, able. I know. Uh, and I'm so surprised. Maybe I'd be, I'm just not on Twitter enough. I'm very surprised that people weren't like screenshotting and sharing it for everyone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Were they doing that on Twitter? Well, I don't know what pieces were like the full article, if there was more somewhere else mm-hmm. or not. Yeah, I just, BuzzFeed. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's kind of like the, I would feel like BuzzFeed is like the, the like the synopsis of everything when you would, the Sparks Notes. Oh, yes, It's like yeah. the Sparks Notes. Yeah. They always kind <laughs> of like great. condense it. Yeah, we can always count on BuzzFeed. But um, yeah, I mean, it was a very interesting article. And again, it's something we've talked about on this podcast is she seems to be really honing in on like the business aspect of her choices and her career um so she talked a lot about that here it's not like the juicy like celebrity profile we might be used to it's mm-hmm. much more like yeah analytical and thoughtful yeah the tagline literally says i come with opinions on how we can better our industry like that's yeah. <laughs> that's like the tagline it wasn't like oh taylor swift wrote lover about right. a b and c it's more like this is how i'm gonna make our industry better i know it's interesting i think a lot of the like 
um, clickbait, like, tweets or summaries of it focused on, like, oh, Taylor Swift shades, big machine. Mm-hmm. Um, but in actuality... Mm. BuzzFeed. Yeah. That, yeah. The BuzzFeed article I wrote, I wrote, yeah. I wrote it, you guys, I read. Same yeah, thing. exactly. Yeah. They have to get those clicks. But it's really more that she was talking about her choice to go public with her letter about how she wanted her master's. She hadn't been allowed the same opportunity to buy her master's that Scooter Braun then was able to purchase and just the backhand dealings of these men who really have no right to the art except that they managed to sign these artists very young, very vulnerably. And so um, she makes the point that she's like, um, I know there's a group of my fans who don't understand this is how it works. And amongst that group are people that want to make music someday. Mm-hmm. And she wants to make sure that every new artist is reading that and going, oh, that's what I'm signing, so that hopefully, like, it can sort of start to change the system. Yeah, and what was so amazing is that when she was shopping around for new, um, you know, new records, records? Record labels? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) She's shopping around for uh, new record labels. Something really important to her was that, like, one, that the profits from, like, streaming profits, especially when it came to Spotify, Mm -hmm. and all those share profits, that they were shared with the artists. Because the artists are the reason that, you know, the label's getting money. Mm -hmm. And then, two, she wanted to make sure that they had creative control because she just, like, hinted here and there that she didn't have that creative control where she used to be they didn't really trust her but she put a hundred percent in everything she did and so when they released something that you know maybe they were like oh i don't know if it's gonna be good but we'll we'll give you an inch yeah she like took them like miles and miles and just like they got so much back from her and she and at the end of the day she didn't see it returned and so so important for her to go to this new place and be like okay you know, this meant so much to me because it, she says that means so much to me because it was given over to me so freely. And she's talking about, you know, or public record just being like, sure, here, sign yeah, this. Here are your masters. Yeah. When someone just looks at you and says, yes, you deserve what you want. After a decade or more of being told, I'm not sure you deserve what you want. There's a freedom that comes with that. And that made me feel like, like I could make an album that was exactly what I wanted to make. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that we got the album she wanted to make. And it <laughs> kind of makes you think, like, what album would have been put out if she was still Big Machine? I feel like she was saying here that it really comes back to the fact that she doesn't own her masters. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if it necessarily, if she was saying, like, oh, they didn't let me do this thing I wanted. Because she's always been very proud of the fact that she has pushed back and gotten mm-hmm. to do what she wants. But more that she's mad or she's frustrated that she put in 100% to these projects and didn't get the masters for Mm -hmm. them, that she wasn't given that um, chance to buy them back. And instead, it became this very profitable deal for two men who had no creative involvement. I think maybe looking back to, like, like they did give her such probably a hassle with probably releasing Red. And then especially she's been very vocal about when she released 1989. They didn't really trust her. But she did, like, push for it, put Mm -hmm. 100% into it, Mm -hmm. and broke records and brought so much money in that, I know. I just love that gift from her winning the Grammys and she's, like, doing a photo shoot with Scott on the couch and all the Grammys and she's in one of the photos she just lifts it up as about as if she's about to hit him over the head with it and it's just at the time we all thought oh cute so funny they're so playful 
<laughs> bless you. I know. But um, but now at the time, you can kind of feel that like frustration that she had she had done an album he didn't want, and now he was getting to hold a Grammy for it. You I know? know, and I'm sure like <laughs> at the time because she had said that um it, in her mind it kind of thought like she was more of, like a daughter figure to him. Yeah. At the time, she was probably like, oh, he just like probably wanted to protect me and been yeah. like, we want you to be as successful as yeah. you could. So maybe that photo was more like. Oh, I'm so aggravated. See how like good I am, Dad. But gross, gross. But, yeah. but anyways, Taylor has had a big week. She posted five times in a single like a 48 hour span on I Instagram, know. and she's posted on Twitter too. She'd be mm-hmm. more active on Twitter. Yeah. she's been. Um, she retweeted someone's wedding photo yes. who got engaged at rep. Like she's yes. been more involved, Amen. more outside of Tumblr, uh-huh. which is great. <laughs> yeah, she's feeling empowered. I guess she's in Japan and loving. It. She has better reception in Japan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She can get to her fans easier. Yeah, what is she there for? Like, it was, is she doing a concert or was she just it doing was, like promotion stuff? I, so, it, it was a promotional performance for what I believe. Right. Um, so, it's also like a Taylor Swift event, like a lover right. event. So, she met some fans, which was really sweet. She, like, can you imagine? She, like, there's all these crowds there to watch her, I think, either perform or either just to have her walk by. I think it was performing. And, like, took a photo with all of them. Yeah. Can you imagine being, like, one of those people, and you're like, I'm on Taylor Swift's Instagram. Like, that's me. Yeah. You send a DM. Hey, Taylor, yeah. can you tag me? Yeah. <laughs> but she also did a performance. I saw me. Yeah. And I hadn't, haven't really seen it. But it wasn't, like, else. a lover fest thing. No, it's a promotional uh, show. But right, I don't, right. like, I don't think we really know what else she performed. Yeah. But people got to meet Taylor. It was a meet and greet. I know mm-hmm. that. Yeah. So, so it's probably a meet and greet with, like, a performance. Right. Which is just her her Japanese fans they're the funnest they're the cutest they always like come out full-fledged and hearing her like talk in Japanese it's really cute yeah it's really cute so what is she doing next um next I think she might be going to China Okay. I know she has a, a so performance. She's doing some tour stuff. She's doing some promotional yeah. tours. Yeah. Sorry, not so, tour, but yeah, promotional, some promotional yeah. Um, performances. But I know she has China coming up. Um, she has Jingle Ball coming up. Oh, that's right. And then in 2020, she also has Capital One Jam Fest. Which, oh, yes. A festival in the U.S., <laughs> which is. For free. (laughs) For free. Capital One is giving out, um, you know, just going to make people's days who can't afford Lover or who just want to go there, even if they are going to Lover Fest. Um, But it's on April 5th, and everyone was like, what? How is this going to happen? Is it going to be like, good morning, America? Where? What's up? What's up? I want, I need to Google Jam Fest. Mm -hmm. obviously it's something that they've done in the past yeah so is it gonna be all day is it gonna be night i don't know i'm sure that people will find out i'll find out i can even google right now it's sort of a festival after like march madness right yeah yeah definitely and she's the headliner she is the headliner i want to know if it's an all-day thing Mm -hmm. though that's what because i was like "Mm, maybe i'll go out but it's an all-day thing I, I'm having, like, good morning America, like, PTSD. So, I'm like, if it's all day, I don't think so. 
But I do have some answers for you because we did have a lovely um, Instagram Swifty, one of our followers, and we follow them, My Reputation 1989. She actually called Capital One. You know, because nice. as soon as this got released today, yeah. <laughs> people were in a frenzy, like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? They were just like freaking out. So she called Capital One to get the details on it. So, of course, April 5th, 2020, it's a free concert. It's in Centennial Olympia Park in Atlanta. Tickets will go on sale between February and March of 2020, not an exact date. And for any updates, check out www.ncaa.com backslash March Madness or CapitalOne.com backslash access. And a special code might be needed, and I think it might be needed because emails will be sent out to Capital One holders. Mm. So I don't know what's going on with that she's definitely has partnered with capital one um she did good morning america she had the capital one uh that that cute little waitress yeah you know the commercial commercial. and then you had like like the the fast pass access for the couch at the the pop-up but it'll yeah. be exciting. So people, like, if you hear any, anything more, any new details, let us know. Or if you're going, if you want to yeah. go. It's amazing because it's free. Yeah. That so, just sounds like a nightmare. madness to me. <laughs> I know. It's like either it'll be, like, first come, first serve tickets, which is how it should be. But then those will just be resold for exorbitant amounts. Yeah. Or, well, it's free. So people aren't... So people, I think it's going to probably be like Good Morning America, which I think Capital One had a little pre-sale thing where you buy your ticket and it can't be transferred. So that's the only thing I'm thinking of because it's free. I feel like I don't think they're going to give you the option to resell these tickets because people will resell them. Right. That makes sense then. But I don't know. (laughs) Well, it sounds like you would want to go. It's on a Sunday. So I don't know. (laughs) Because the struggle is real. The struggle is really real. And, you know, I've been been interviewing at a certain places. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a second round interview next week. And then I have an interview tomorrow. And these are places that, like, I really, like, either one I'd be super happy yeah. with. I've turned down two um, job offers. Oh, okay. Just wasn't the right fit. Um, but these two jobs, I'm like, oh, my gosh, yes. I would, The companies are just, like, reputable. One of them is what I've always wanted to be, like, and do. The other one, the company's just great. And the where I can go is limitless. But I also don't know their vacation policy um, or, <laughs> yeah. or how they feel about, okay, I'm going to take this day off yeah. to fly here. My old, you guys, okay, my old company had Flex Fridays, which is why I was able to travel to all this Taylor Swift <laughs> stuff because I had this Friday off and I would just schedule, like, what tour I was going to based off that Friday because I didn't have to take the day off. Oh, and then on top it of all that, makes sense. And then on top of that, my friend, it has, like, she's, <laughs> it's with Southwest. She has the buddy pass. The buddy pass. So it's flying for, like, Fifteen dollars. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like easy for him to be like, yeah. You don't have to justify it. <laughs> oh, I'm not justifying it. It's just everything worked out so great that day yeah. off. Yeah, of course that and would then, be nice. And then now I'm kind of like, oh. you gotta figure that out, negotiate it into your contract. Be like, hey, um, I need Taylor Swift privileges. <laughs> I, I need time off for Taylor. Yeah. Like just a day here and there. Yeah. <laughs> One of them that I really want has three weeks vacation mm, for the week nice. or for the year, and then after that four weeks. So maybe I'll be able to do that. But. <laughs> I don't know if I'll go. It's on, a, it's on a Sunday. We'll see. We'll see. We've got a while to oh, figure I know. that out. I know. But, I mean, it's exciting to see um, things starting to pick up. And, of course, it's crazy. We're already into November, and the mm. year's almost over. And I think we passed, or we're coming right on the reputation. November release. 10th. 
Yeah. And it is... we oh, Okay, boy. so it's November 7th. When we drop this... It'll be the 11th. Be the 11th, so on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Oh. I know, oh two gosh. years. I really miss the rep era. <laughs> I, it feels like a lifetime ago. It really does, but it's only two years. Yeah. Like We should technically be getting a new album right yeah. now. Yeah. But now we've had the other album for like six months. I know, and it's funny too because Taylor keeps like wearing black sexy outfits mm-hmm. and people are like, even Taylor misses the rep era. <laughs> <coughs> or Joe does. Yeah. And he, he wants to like, take them off. Me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I mean, it's exciting. So with the one year, two years of rep, like what do you miss most? Oh, I think it was such an exciting time for us mm-hmm. because that's we started our podcast know, just for right, the babies. Yeah, right as the rep era started out. I think it's just like, and I was also new to like the Swifty <laughs> world. I was a Swifty, but I didn't know yeah. anything about the online. Oh, so just yeah. that excitement and energy. I'm like, I remember calling you. I think after we got like. 200 300 followers on instagram and people are messaging us i was like oh my gosh people like us it's just that energy and uh, she just there wasn't a lot given from taylor and that was kind of like the mystery of it Mm -hmm. all Mm -hmm. i don't know i think i'll look back and really miss lover era too yeah (laughs) but oh it's so hard what do you miss i really just loved um, I mean, everything around tour, I thought mm-hmm. it was just such a great show. And even though she wasn't like doing her usual publicity, like she was posting on Instagram mm-hmm. and like everyone was meeting her and stuff. And she had all those cute, like fall looks and everything. <laughs> I wonder if she's going to be meeting fans in the U.S. this year. Yeah. Because there's so many, like, <laughs> yeah. the stadium are going to be huge Yeah, and competition is going to be high. <laughs> yeah like, will I know. we get that i don't know it'll be interesting to see how this whole era shakes out like i mean there's been a lot of talk about it on twitter and i'm sure every swifty everywhere but like just um sort of yeah just discussing the differences and obviously taylor's headspace and mm-hmm. all of this and it's so hard to know like what that will mean for us but I think people just start feeling entitled in a weird way I mean I kind of started feeling entitled within the first year I'm yeah like, oh, how could she have some me? yeah but I, I'm kind of like reeling back I'm like mm, yeah. no yeah. I'm one in a million I know and not one in a million that I yeah yeah that Taylor knows I'm oh I'm one in a million it's yeah. so many people like yeah no one should feel entitled it's all the luck of the draw yeah and it's like you know what she's turning 31 like she's you know, it's fine if her priorities are shifting a little. Yeah, and you know, I think she's looking more on, like, her family goals. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily getting married, you right. know, even if that is the case. But, you know, spending more time with her mom, being there. Because yeah. I think you're kind of, like, once you have that, especially a second scare, you're kind of like, what really matters to me? Yeah. Yes, my music matters to me, and I'll, my career, my living, I'll continue doing that. But who knows how long I'll have left my mom, yeah. my dad, my brother. Like, life is fleeting. Mm-hmm. Let's spend it together. Yeah. And a lot of people are like, oh, sure. Taylor is not spending time with her mom. Her mom lives in Nashville. I'm sure she's been in London. <laughs> I was just like, um, excuse me, but I'm sure that Andrea has the... <laughs> yeah, got a few jets. The jet privileges. And Andrea's <laughs> yeah. with her in Japan. She uh-huh. took that sassy photo. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, you know, it don't... 
She needs to teach my mom how to take photos, I swear. Um, my mom would be, <laughs> if I asked my mom to take a picture of me, class. Yeah. my mom would be like, no. I tell, my, <clears throat> I tell my mom when she's visiting last week, I'm like, oh yeah, like she knows I have a Taylor Swift podcast mm. and I was like, oh yeah, I was like, and a few of our episodes are sponsored by Bombas, like we have like a, a sponsor, which is kind of exciting yeah. for us. And my mom's like, oh, mm-hmm, cool. <laughs> I'm sure she doesn't go home and brag about, oh, her, her like, jobless daughter yeah. who does a podcast. <laughs> well, it's exciting stuff, and we've got our fans, so let's get into this, um, this the meat of this episode, because we're both excited. I think this is a fan favorite. It's one of our favorites. Naps all around yeah. to this song. <laughs> we're talking about I Think He Knows, track six off of Lover. We're only on track six. I know. I know we've done other singles, but tracks are only on track six. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Hey, give us more We're stuff. Through there. More yeah. time. <laughs> Slowly but surely. I mean, so um this was one of your original favorites. Oh yeah. How has it fared? It. Is it like do you know is it top ranking? Mm, like uh, everyone says this and I feel like I'm uh, it's a cop out for me saying this, but it really depends on the day. Mm-hmm. But top 5. Yeah. And it's more like I'm so excited we did the that bridge analysis last week that bridge mm-hmm. it's the way she says it how fast she says it yeah. everything she packs into it <laughs> and it's and also like there's a lot in it but it's also just upbeat uh-huh. and happy and like will boost your mood and kind of yeah. just get you into a really good headspace yeah it's a it's a single that's gotten a lot probably more than any of other singles compared to other artists like people say it sounds like a prince track a carly ray jepsen track um, someone said Megan Trainer, and I was so, like, please get out of here. <laughs> so is it too, um, basic then? I don't, I mean, I don't think so. I think it's a fun sound. I don't, I don't think it's basic. Yeah. <laughs> I have to say that. Yeah. But I wouldn't say Carly Rae Jepsen's basic either. And I think Prince is obviously an icon too. So I Mainstream think, maybe? Yeah. I think it's just more, I think what was interesting is, um, when Rob, my husband, was listening to it, he's like, it feels like a song I've heard before, but I can't place what it sounds like. And so I think it's one of those things that it just does sounds it, so mainstream that you do kind of feel like, oh, this is very familiar. Does it sound like I forgot that you existed? <laughs> I don't think so, but some people say that. It has the same kind of like, I yeah. think it has a snapping or the yeah. snapping noises and it, it's very like <laughs> upbeat like that. Ashley's head right now is just hilarious. A bobblehead. Yeah, she's bobbing like a chicken. I am. <laughs> That's we'll how I to do that dance move for Instagram. It's just iconic. Um, but no, I think people mostly liked this song. Um, some of the reviewers, like you know, who don't like the album, were like, "Oh, this is just basic any pop song, whatever." Which is like, well. You don't call Carly Rae Jepsen songs basic. You're mm-hmm. like, oh, Carly Rae Jepsen had a new album. This is so fun. Mm-hmm. But I think there's just this weird a tendency to hold Taylor to a higher standard because she, even for people who don't like her, which is she strange. Is the artist of the decade. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, um, Variety says it's a delicious slice of Prince Light. Um, uh, NME, who's not necessarily a huge fan, still calls it potentially an album highlight. <laughs> um, says it's Prince esque with its pop funk bravado. Um, oh my gosh! When I read that, I didn't, wasn't thinking of Prince. I was thinking of, and because I, I just briefly looked at it, princess is <laughs> like a like princessy. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh okay, but now, yeah, 
It clicks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's called Super Catchy. Um, the star likes their finger snaps and the love struck wistfulness mm-hmm. of the song. And Heavy says it feels equal parts confidence and excitement. Mm-hmm. So I think people are mostly on board with the track itself. And it oh, yeah. is just, it is a very peppy sound. <laughs> well, so Pop Sugar, I said that like it's like if you combine gorgeous and dress together. Yes. I kind of like agree with that. Yeah. I, grew, I, was, I was like listening to, you know, dress, you know, I've only got this dress so you can like take it off and then gorgeous like, oh. Like, it's gorgeous. Like, it's that that new, like, relationship. Like, you just can't get him out of your head. And then, like, then this is it. It's like, oh. (laughs) She can't get him out of her head. And she can't get him out of her bed either. (laughs) You can quote me on that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Taylor Swift herself plays a little coy with this song. Um, uh, Which we'll be able to get into the lyrics a little bit. But during her secret sessions, which um, iHeartRadio recorded... Uh, she said she was playing around with this idea of quiet confidence where there's something about someone who's not arrogant, not cocky, but there's just like this very attractive, um, energy where they don't need to be arrogant because there's something beaming from within them that they probably aren't even in control of. And she was talking about how, um, when you meet someone like that, you're sort of like, why do I want to go over there and talk to them? You can't explain it. It's just this quality. And, um... And then she talks about how she wanted to write a song where it's that quality you can't really explain. And that's, I think he knows. Which, that's one interpretation. There's a lot more going on in the lyrics that might make it a little bit more PG-13 than Taylor Swift (laughs) is presenting. Yeah, so you asked me where it ranks in, like, my top five, mm-hmm. my top, whatever, where is it for you? Because LA Times ranked it like 12 out of 18, I know. which Tasteless. I didn't agree with. I know. It's ridiculous. I I did the like sorting again today. So um, the when I did it when it first came out, I think he knows was like five. Mm-hmm. And today it's three. So but is, it, <laughs> is it because you've been actually like going into the lyrics? And yeah. You can't Probably. get, I think he, he knows out of your head. I have really liked it, though, because, I mean, it's sort of at that point where, you know, I'm not listening to Lover, only Lover, all day, every day. I don't always, like, leave it on in the car. So, like, when I'm driving somewhere, I have to pick which song to go to. Mm-hmm. And more and more, it's I Think He Knows or, um, um, oh, what's the other one I After really like? Death by a Thousand Cuts. Oh, yeah, of course. I can't get enough of that. <laughs> I was on my way home. Like, I listened to I Think He Knows as research, and then Death by a Thousand Cuts come on, and I was like, man, this just hits it's differently. so good. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> and that's why I'm like, wait, should I have chosen Death by a Thousand Cuts last week? I know. I did. But, like, should I have been more behind it? Yeah. Because I should have. Um, <laughs> it's tough. It's tough. But anyways, for people who, who, are, who are maybe confused about the sorting, it's mm-hmm. not like Harry Potter where you go and, like, so, uh, you <laughs> know, you're quiz, sorted. Yeah. It's a quiz. You can go on Tumblr. I don't know. It's jessiepinkman.com. jessiepinkman.com. She does sorting for, like, all different albums, all different, um, um yeah, reputation, really artist choices. And <coughs> you have to basically choose which one you prefer over the other, and then mm-hmm. it just cycles through over and over, giving you different pairings, and then it tells you which of your children you love most. <laughs> yeah, so go and choose your children. Yeah. <laughs> which one you're going to get rid of. Yeah. But let's get into this because I'm excited. I am too. Let me get to my. 
Okay, so it's my my week to read, and here's verse one of I Think He Knows. I think he knows his footprints on the sidewalk lead to where I can't stop. Go there every night. I think mm. he knows his hands around a cold glass makes me want to know the body like it's mine. <laughs> yeah. So let's just all just be mature about this and just uh, okay. recognize the innuendo here and just the maturity in this you know like I don't I think we have to go into this song knowing that she's talking about more than just her usual like PG crush stuff you know (laughs) most definitely but she also mentioned several times that it's like she's 17 and no one understands Mm -hmm. so can we be a little coy about it and a little immature about it (laughs) of course I love that I mean (laughs) I think this is first of all the song starts so stripped down it's just like snaps and then it slowly starts to build up to this mm-hmm. more like kinetic, like energy. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> on the side. Yeah, exactly. And I think um, she does such a good job of putting us in this headspace, not only musically, but lyrically, obviously, where she, we are there following him on the sidewalk. We're there watching him take a drink. This is very gorgeous esque. It's mm-hmm. like the same setting where you're just sort of watching this person, you're mesmerized by, you're not sure why you are, but you just want to follow him home. And um Stalker. Yeah. <laughs> and it's exciting. It just has that like instant sort of which nervous is, energy. Which is like I love how like even the beat of how she sings it, the snaps, mm-hmm. it's kind of that nervous excitement mm-hmm. like kind of like a heartbeat, like oh. yeah. yeah and she says like his hands around a cold glass makes me want to know that body like it's mine she had another lyric that's like that i feel like in reputation there was some kind of lyric on one of the tracks that reminded me of this maybe (laughs) maybe i've just listened to the song so many so many times and i'm like oh it's reminding me of itself (laughs) i was like i swear there was like something she said in reputation that was like about a cold glass or about wanting to know his body yeah like, a lyric that was like oh, that. I don't know. I, I don't know. I try to look, but... <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love this. But, I mean, yeah. It's just... It's a fun way. Like, I like when Taylor's coy. And I think she does it well, because that means four-year-olds can listen to the song without their parents feeling, you know, clutching their pearls mm-hmm. a little bit. But mm-hmm. there is something Not very like clever. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot wait to get to that song with you. It's just, like, <laughs> wild to me. But... <laughs> Oh. Or is it False God that's about... Oh, um, it's False God. Oh, yeah. Both of those will be a delight. But yeah. this one is a little bit more, you know, just easing into the immature stuff. But um, also just such a clever, like, just very nice to be placed here. And you're just, like, in the room with her watching this cute guy handle his liquor. And you're just like, oh, yeah, I want to know more mm-hmm. about that. Mm-hmm. And she kind of, like, leads into, like... This is going to be a very sexy song yeah. because she goes, go there every night. Like, yeah. it's kind of like, you know, usually Ooh, nighttime is yeah. sexy time. So just kind of like, it's like, okay. Yeah. I think he knows where yeah. all the flicker, yeah. me stalking you. Yeah. You know, I just want to know your body like it's mine. Yeah. And the pre-chorus, he says, he caught that boyish look that I like in a man. I'm an architect. I'm drawing up the plans. It's like I'm 17. Nobody understands. No one. <laughs> I love this because first of all she does have boyish taste it's just like you look at Harry Styles uh-huh. boyish she literally dated a Kennedy child who was, was the epitome of boyish he was a child because he <laughs> yeah. was 17 <laughs> yeah. we all make weird choices Taylor even, Lautner even Jake Gyllenhaal yeah. like he has, he has that manly right. look but like 
I always kind of like go back to October Sky mm-hmm. with him. He just has like oh, those so big weird. blue eyes. Yeah. The only one, because I'm driving over here thinking of the exact same thing, the only one that I said that I was thinking of that doesn't really have that boyish charm is Calvin. Yeah. Even like Tom Hiddleston has that boyish charm yeah. because he's so kind of quirky. Yeah. But Calvin, he, like, he, he is a man. <laughs> and he's just like a raunchy man. Yeah. So to go from like, Calvin to Tom, even to Joe, yeah. like two total opposites. Yeah. She had to figure out what she liked. And we know? don't we don't really know Joe that well. We just know he looks like a little boy. <laughs> and he's kinda quirky. I've seen like pictures with roses in his mouth, so Yeah. I don't yeah, really I know. think he was a tried and true bachelor from other lyrics on this. Uh yeah. But yep. I think it's just like it's just delightful self reflection that she can sort of own herself this way. She's like, Yeah, I like this. I have a type, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's just this idea of it's like I'm 17, nobody understands. And then no one understands is like just such a classic teenage mm-hmm. scene mm-hmm. thing to say. Well, like when you go back to, um, you know, Romeo and Juliet, mm-hmm. when she, I, she was like 17 when she wrote that too. And the whole premise of love story is that like these two people are like in love and the parents mm-hmm. just don't understand this, yeah. this like undying love <laughs> that they have for each other. Yeah, it's just like that desperation that self-assurity of a first crush where you're like we will be together forever you just don't get it Mm -hmm. and it's like it's clever of her to be like I'm very grown up now I'm wanting grown-up things but it's making me feel like a like a kid again like that's Um, how into him I am 17 year olds are very horny (laughs) yeah there's that too they have very high sex drives yeah so I also was like yeah it makes you like nuts but also makes you just really want them yeah for sure yeah and i like how she like talks about how she's an architect and she's drawing up these plans and i necessarily don't think that it's necessary she's drawing up the plans for a wedding she's drawing up a plan i think she's drawing up a plan for how she's going to seduce this guy yeah exactly i mean that's the thing she's like i'm an architect i'm studying this i have i have all my layouts like (laughs) planned you know she's she's studying him in his natural natural (laughs) habitat with that glass yes it's like gorgeous got drunk enough to say hi to the guy you Mm -hmm. know she's Mm -hmm. like she's sitting there with her hand on a drink and she's like yeah i'm i'm planning this out i know what to say to him i know how to get him i know what dress i'm gonna wear Mm -hmm. (laughs) yes exactly and it's like she's i like that she's saying like I mean, first of all, I like that she uses the term architect because we are always talking about her bridges, Mm -hmm. how she knows how to build a great song, and she just has that structure intact. But she's also, like, highlighting that um, even though he's the one who has, like, confidence she can't quite place, she's going to be the one to make the move, which is just, like, boss status. And it seems like... You can also tell that, like, liking him and her being so into him and she can see that's reciprocated, that that's giving her the confidence in the relationship, too. Like, I think she has... It always feels to me in all these other relationships that she's had, which I dumbfounded, is that the guys always have the upper hand. Mm -hmm. Which, I'm not in relationships, maybe that's not even the case, but I always felt like the guys always have the upper hand. Except for Taylor Lautner. Except for Taylor Lautner, yeah. Which (laughs) she wrote a song about. But it's it's kind (laughs) of like, you know, like, oh, do they like me? Do they like me? And like, oh, they didn't come to my birthday. But I feel like... She definitely, I think if you, you always want to be the one who's liked a little bit more, <laughs> and I think he's probably obsessed with yeah. her, which is the cutest thing. Yeah. I like this. Um, and then in the chorus, which everyone loves this, um, he got my heartbeat, skipping down 16th Avenue, I got that, uh, I mean, want to see what's under that attitude, like, I want you, bless my soul, and I ain't gonna tell him, I think he knows. Yes. I think he knows. <laughs> and it's like... 
almost falsetto. It's very high pitch. It's just like you want to skip down an avenue to it. Yeah. (laughs) And not only any avenue, but Music Row Mm -hmm. in Nashville, 16th Avenue, which took us really, we're like, yeah, we like seconds for Swifties <laughs> to be like oh my gosh 16th Avenue that's yeah and she's like tying it back to when she like cause that's where she started out yeah. when she was young and she was boy crazy like it's kind of like taking it down back to like the real times and she did say at the sticker sessions that's a street in Asheville I used to write songs the songwriting publishers houses are on that street so if you're wondering if I just picked a random number I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I think it's really, again, a clever way to tie into this theme of feeling like a kid again. And, like, yeah, like you said, like, it's just reminiscent of those times when she was writing her, like, cheesiest, most unrequited love songs of, like, um, Teardrops on My Guitar to Love Story to all these songs that are all, like, giddy and mm-hmm. romanticized. And she's like, wow, I feel that again, which is interesting when you look at her... <coughs> her progression through her career of how she wrote about love and now she's kind of back at a place where she can have that sort of like just total optimism and like joy and giddiness because it's like with someone who really matters someone she loves someone who's sticking around yeah (laughs) i really like to like i want to see what what's under that attitude yeah it's kind of like undressing him with her eyes y'all ready to get into it a little frisky (laughs) yeah Um. and it's like i think it's just great because it is that like confidence that excitement she's she is like turned on she's intrigued she wants that and she's not like ashamed of wanting it mm-hmm. you know? and he knows just because she's just like radiating like yeah. Come and get me <laughs> and then verse two i think he knows when we get all alone i'll make myself at home and he'll want me to stay mm-hmm. i think he knows he'd better lock it down or i won't stick around because good ones never wait Yeah, I mean, I think this verse just proves she's mastered the sexual innuendo in this Mm -hmm. song. Mm Because it's like, when we get all alone, I'll make myself at home. Like, okay, children, we all know what what this means. What does it mean? (laughs) Please, please lay it out for me. No, this is a a family friendly Is she going to make herself a little more comfortable? She's going to go, like, when you watch, like, a PG or PG-13 movie, before any, like, (laughs) hanky-panky, they go freshen up in the bathroom. Like, is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I just want to make sure that we're (laughs) all on the same page. Yeah. Well, and it's just, I mean, I think the idea here is she will be, like, this line, I'll make myself at home and he'll want me to stay. Like, yes, they'll just fit so easily into each other's lives, but also just, like, that sexual excitement of being, like, I'm so good in bed that he'll want to wife me up you know oh yeah put a ring on that (laughs) yeah he wants to get laid all the time by taylor (laughs) but also i like that she ends this verse with that sort of laugh that ha because it almost is like because in this verse she's like oh he better lock it down or i won't stick around but then she sort of laughs at herself because i think like taylor has spoken about with reputation she leans into this character that the media puts upon her And I think she does a little here where it's like, do I really think she's like, hey, dude, you better marry me or I'm going to leave? Like, I don't think so. But I think she's playing into this coy idea of like what people expect and like how relationships Mm -hmm. work. And she's like, you know, what? I actually don't have a great track record for staying. I actually um, 
or, or I have stayed in bad relationships who didn't lock it down with mm. me, who didn't, who, you know, with Harry Styles, it was always such a mess of, are we together? Are we not? With Jake Gyllenhaal, he didn't show up to my birthday, like, but I still stuck around. Mm-hmm. And so she's sort of like self-owning here where it's like, yeah, I do have a habit of sticking around, but now I'm not like worried about it because it's like whatever works because mm-hmm. we're so good, you know? Yeah, yeah. Just it, like she said, it feels easy. Yeah. And that's like just how it was to move over to Republic Records. <laughs> yeah. I feel like this is such was such an easy decision too. Uh-huh. It was just, hey, like yeah. it, it works like this. Yeah. And then she does a pre-course again. He got that boyish look. I like in a man. I'm an arch- architect. I'm drawing up the plans. He's so obsessed with me. And boy, I understand. Yeah. Boy understand i like that part i love because like it's like we are we already got that boyish look i like in a man like beforehand and the architect and drawing the plans but then she changes it and she adds something new with the he's obsessed with me and i i know why have you looked at me have you been in bed with me like he is just obsessed with me like he could probably write the song i think she knows you know just like they're just both on the same level exactly no i love that and then we have the chorus again he got my heartbeat skipping down 16th avenue i got that oh i mean i mean (laughs) want to see what what's under that attitude like i want you bless my soul ain't and i ain't gotta tell him i think he knows yeah i think he knows and then we have (laughs) i want you bless my i want you bless my soul and the bridge. Yeah. This bridge, I really thought that last week this bridge was going to come out on top. Yeah. Because when I looked at it, I was like, I just love everything about it. I love, and I'll read it. Hold on. So you know what I love. <laughs> Lyrical smile, indigo eyes, hand on my thighs, we could follow the sparks, I'll drive. Lyrical smile, indigo eyes, hand on my thigh, we could follow the sparks, I'll drive. So where are we going to go? I whisper in the dark. Where are we going to go? <laughs> I think he knows. He knows. Oh. I just love, like, even how, like, lyrical smile. Mm-hmm. I love that we're also in the same song talking about he has her heart's beat skipping down 16th Avenue. Like, she's writing songs about yeah. this love. And then, like, it's kind of, like, paying homage to, like, he's opening her eyes. He's being her muse. Whereas, yeah. like, she probably was, like, in a, with Calvin. Uh, <laughs> I don't know any of the songs. I'm pretty sure she, like, X'd him out yeah. even if she did. But I like that he's inspiring her to be do good, be better. Yeah. And then indigo eyes, hand on my thigh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people read this as straight up about sex because like his hands on her thigh, mm-hmm. where are we going to go? I'll drive. We'll follow the sparks. I'll drive. It just, there is like a definite level of sexual energy there. <laughs> uh-huh. Do you think it's about anything else other than sex? Well, I think she just, like I said, she's done such a good job of like, um, you know, you have dress, which is more explicit, but still, like, very Taylor Swift-esque. And this just feels more like, yes, yeah, she's sexually liberated, liberated. She's very excited by that side. But I think it speaks to, like, a bigger idea. And what I love with this bridge is that um, it's, like, she's referencing driving again, which I think is so interesting because Taylor Swift um, loves to talk about driving to talk about cars. Mm-hmm. She references them all the time. And I think it just means so much in her music that it's interesting how it's used here because, like, in debut, um, you have almost every song mentioning a girl sitting in the passenger seat, usually of a truck. It's like, in Picture to Burn, I hate that stupid old truck, you never let me drive. Mm-hmm. Our song, he's driving one hand on the steering wheel, the other on my heart. Fearless, you have... Um, basically a precursor to I Think He Knows where she sings in the song Fearless 
we're driving down the road. I wonder if you know. So baby, drive slow till we run out of road. I want to stay right here in this passenger seat. Mm-hmm. And, oh, sorry. <laughs> and so, and then you have like back to December, thinking about all the beautiful times I watch you laughing from the passenger side. Red, of course, you have this reflective oh, car journey. Never mind. I had a blah moment. I was like, oh. oh, was she watching him laugh in the passenger seat? But from the passenger, from the passenger seat, seat, she was laughing, yeah. watching him laugh. She loves the passenger seat I in know, her but, young career. But then we get, before this, we get um, getaway car, where we see her, like, she gets in the car and she drives away, like, by herself, so we can kind of see the transformation that she goes from when you go, like, 1989, you know, back to <laughs> December, where she yeah. gets in the driver's seat, and she's like, and, and people are talking about that during rep, too, how it was like, okay, you know, she's in the car, she's driving. Usually, like, that signifies something really big. Yeah, exactly. I think that's, um, yeah. So she, like you said, she goes through this, like, growth where in her earlier career, she really romanticizes this symbol of being in a relationship, being cozy, being protected, being driven everywhere, and kind of, like, getting to be treasured. And then in 1989, the driving metaphors become much more, like, anxiety inducing mm-hmm. or it's like oh 2 a.m we're in your car or you know 20 stitches from a bad accident on a snowmobile um wildest dreams he said let's get out of this town drive out of the city and so she has all these metaphors where she's sort of reflecting on her more anxious relationships where it wasn't as secure and she was still like stuck in that car that role where she was like She's trusting them, but she's not sure of them. And then, yeah, like you said, it all changes in rep when she finally gets in the getaway car, where at first she literally is telling him, like, go, go, go. Like, I'm in the car with you. Save me, please. But then it Mm -hmm. ends with her being like, you know what? I'm going to steal the keys. I got this from here. And so it's great that now she's literally flipping it completely on its head. And her, I think, only visual of driving in this album is here where she's singing, like, I'll follow the sparks, I'll drive. Like, she's finally owning it. But she's not driving a car. <laughs> she might be driving a different stick shift, but it's not a car. Oh, my word. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think Taylor loves a vehicular metaphor and the double she entendre here. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's just a good, um, it's a good double whammy where it's mm-hmm. like yes there's the sexual energy there but I think she's also speaking of other liberations where she does feel more secure in this relationship exactly because she's not dependent on him in ways yeah. she has in the past and also like just separate out of like the whole jo- Joe territory it's kind of like she's also driving her career she's driving her like political thoughts she's able to drive more of her personal life mm-hmm. um, she's not answering to anybody she's more mm-hmm. like hey I'm a wo- woman here yeah. roar. like in every <laughs> yeah. aspect so like just taking into her personal life, like, that's, it's amazing to see how she's kind of, like, grown and realized, like, I don't need a man to save me. I don't need a record label to save me. I don't need anything. I can, I can be in the car and I can drive away from all those anxieties, from all the, mm-hmm. the toxic people. Yeah. And I can take the front seat. Yeah. I like it. Exactly. Uh, I'm here for that. And mm-hmm. then the chorus, he got my heartbeat, skipping down 16th Avenue, and I got, uh, I mean, want to see what's under that attitude like, I want you, bless my soul, I ain't got to tell him, I think he knows, I think he knows. And yeah. then the pre-chorus, to show, I want you, bless mine, it, it like yeah. says, heartbeat, skimming down 16th Avenue, yeah. and then ends, and I, got, and I ain't got to tell him, I think he knows. Yes. 
I mean, I like, too, that she's always, like, got that, oh, I uh, mean, because it's, like, skipping. like, what does he have, ladies, you know? Oh. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> she's got that There's a face. lot there. I don't know if I really believe Taylor was being that explicit when she wrote it, but I think, <laughs> I think she just is talking more about, like, yeah, like, gorgeous. Yeah. But just more elevated, and um, she's, like, she doesn't have that same anxiety as gorgeous, which was written from the point of view of someone who's in a relationship she doesn't want to be in. Mm-hmm. But instead, she's like, hey, I can take control of this, and I'm totally going to. And you know that, I know that, so let's just see where this goes. Yeah, it doesn't make me desperate. Yeah. Just, I'm in love, you're in love. I don't, like, I don't think it's a raunchy song at all. Yeah. I just kind of like, I love, if you would have known me when I was in seven when I was 17 like raunchy and duendos I would always make like <laughs> dirty jokes so like I'm thinking like I'm a 17 year old and yeah. I'm like oh it's just a sweet song it's, like you said a little kid can listen to it mm-hmm. and the parents won't be like gasping yeah. about it it's- and I love it too because I think just the title alone like I think he knows I mean it reminds me of um on the fearless tour when or I think just when she would talk about like teardrops on the guitar she would always introduce it by being like I never told him how I feel but I think he knows now Mm. and I think it's interesting to match that with this experience where it's like again she's writing songs about someone but he obviously knows it's like about him Mm -hmm. and like it's just a fun little it's just a fun song to have because it's not necessarily like oh this is the story of their life and like wow what a romantic moment it's just proof that they're just they're happy, they're normal, they're having good times, mm-hmm. like, and she's just, she's just excited to be with someone who's not insecure, not making her insecure, it's not always a, what are you thinking, they both know. They're on the same page. Yeah. <laughs> Easy peasy. Easy peasy. Um, mm. so speaking of her, her boyfriends who are a little, <laughs> have that boyish look that she likes in a man, I'm... Let's get into tea time. Oh boy, what? tea time. It's been a while. I know, it's been a while. Um, We didn't have tea time last week because obviously we just went into the bridges and we loved it. <laughs> so that took us a different route yeah. to Bridge City. Yeah. But this time, um, there's more than one thing going on on December 13th. Besides Taylor's <laughs> birthday and besides being Jingle Bash, Jingle Ball. I'm getting yeah. Jingle Bash and Jingle Ball. Mixed up. Anyways, what's what's going on December thirteenth? Spill the tea. <laughs> yeah, no. Harry Styles um, announced his second album would be coming out on December thirteenth. It's, it's only his second album. I think so. Oh my gosh! I just felt like he's been around for like so well, much longer. Second in, solo. Yeah, that's so strange to me. I know. He's, I know he was in like the band before yeah. One Direction. One Direction. Mm-hmm. Okay. See, yeah. I'm. I'm not a One <laughs> Directioner or a. I don't know. The Directioner. Yeah. I don't know what Harry Styles fans call themselves. <laughs> um, but though, that's so weird. Yeah. So I mean, what? Hold on. December thirteenth. Hold on. Did Taylor date Harry? Yeah. So he knows what December. <laughs> you guys, I was like, wait. You guys, what? Shelby. I was like being coy with that, and Shelby's just looking I at just me. I thought you were waiting to finish a question, or no. I thought you were gonna be like, oh, did he date her during her birthday? Like, but yes, yeah, they dated for yeah, a little bit. They date, so he knows. He knows that her birthday. <laughs> he is knows her birthday. A big deal. Yeah. And did they date around her birthday? I mean, I think so. And did he do anything for her birthday? Oh, I don't know. Uh, well, you know what he's doing this year for her birthday. <laughs> giving her a whole album. He is giving her a whole album. <laughs> yeah, people were sort of split on this. I mean, Haylers were very excited. 
Some people just thought it was a funny coincidence. Some people were mad at him because they felt like it was robbing from her birthday. I don't think it's that deep. It's been, I don't think he cares. It's been like five years. Yeah. Like, oh. He's been the most polite ex-boyfriend of oh, hers. Oh, I know. And a lot of people are like, ooh, this means like, oh, this has to mean something. There's something yeah. in it. Like, do they still have feelings for each other? Something's going to happen. <laughs> it's like, mm, I think it was probably a good time to release music. Yeah. Um, what's smart is all these new albums that are coming on right now, they aren't going to be up against Lover. Yeah. Like, it's just a good time yeah. to release it. It's on like... A Friday, usually like Thursday night, Friday mornings. That's when songs are released. Yeah. Uh, maybe other albums are going to be released, <laughs> and he didn't want to interfere with other release albums. Yeah. But do you think there's he's only still... so many weekends in the year? Do you, you know? think he's still secretly that's the key <laughs> pining after Miss Swift? I don't think so. I really just saw it as the funniest coincidence, mm-hmm. and and I mean maybe it was a publicity move because now even people who aren't his fans are talking about it just oh. because of his release date. But I do not think he's harboring anything. I don't think Taylor is harboring anything. I don't think Taylor feels bad about this happening. No. Like, I think they've moved on. They're both very respectful of each other. Mm-hmm. They've been, like, friendly in the past. So I don't think it's, like, anything drama. Yeah. I but mean, it is funny. <laughs> he's an architect, and he's drawing up the plan. Yeah. And it's a great publicity move. I agree with you. Yeah. Like, so if it was intentionally, I don't think it was meant to do any underlying Easter eggs. Yeah. That, you know, he's secretly in love with her still. <laughs> yeah. But maybe he'll have a song about her, and then or, we'll be proven wrong. Or maybe he'll be at Loverfest. I yeah. I don't know. I don't <laughs> yes. know what's gonna go on. That would break the internet for sure. <laughs> I mean, people were also like, he's wearing light blue and pink and that's like the lover the color theme and it's like well i don't know he's always worn like color for clothing yeah so i definitely wouldn't (laughs) it doesn't feel yeah different for him no so it's funny it's sort of a i think people who are mad about it need to relax a little because Mm -hmm. i don't think taylor cares it won't influence her bottom line her life her Mm -hmm. impact at all Mm -mm. so i don't think he did it to spite her in any way and i really just i would argue it's pure coincidence but the haler theories have been fun to read what are some of the haler theories that are (laughs) well just that just that they're still secretly in love or that he's gonna have some sort of song for her on it and I don't know. I mean, it's been a long yeah. time since their relationship. Yeah. Two and albums. Hasn't he already, like, released years. an album? Like, an album yeah. since they've broken up? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Maybe I'll stream his music and download yeah. it. <laughs> he got you. Yeah, I know. He got me. Great move. Great yeah. move. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, that's the tea of the week. And who knows what will happen this week. You can buy more of that fun stuff on our Instagram if you follow us at Swiftish Podcast. Or on Twitter, we're at SwiftishPod13. You can also send us an email. Let us know know what you think about I Think He Knows, about Taylor Swift's upcoming promotional stuff, anything, really. Anything that has to do with you and Taylor. Yes. Your (laughs) experience meeting her, your experience meeting Mama Swift, any drama you've had in the era. We love getting emails. We're at, um, you can email us at SwiftishPodcast at gmail.com yep. mm-hmm. and of course rate subscribe find us on itunes give us that review or wherever you listen to podcasts really yeah. <laughs> wherever yeah we have exciting things coming up but until next time i'm shelby and i'm ashley and taylor please keep skipping down 16th avenue <laughs>